Welcome to the Mama Matters podcast. Whether you're expecting, you've recently given birth, or you're just starting along your fertility journey, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty and sort fact from fiction. I'm your host, Rosie Dumbrell, physiotherapist and pregnancy expert. Mama Matters aims to provide an easily digestible, up-to-date and evidence-based approach to pregnancy, birth and motherhood with a side dose of humour along the way. Interviews from the industry's leading experts and experience of my own adventures as a mother to three gorgeous boys under four. I want to share the stuff that helps to grow confidence throughout motherhood. Mama Matters is a podcast by Lenny Rose Active and this is what you can expect to hear in upcoming episodes. You know, birth can be a really emotional, what well, is a really emotional experience. And I've had three really amazing, amazing births in terms of, you know, it felt really empowered in my choices, really supported, managed through hypnobirthing and a great support team each time to have a drug-free vaginal delivery somehow miraculously. But I have had some not great post birth, sort of immediate post-birth experiences that I have really needed debriefing on that perhaps I haven't sort of realised until, you know, down the track that they were, you know, something that was, you know, still giving me some anxiety and cause for sort of not feeling great. So, you know, hopefully you will have had a midwife or a doula or some health professional, you know, carrying you through your pregnancy there at the birth. And I really, really encourage you to then, you know, follow them up with your postpartum and you will have some visits with them in that postpartum period and an opportunity to to chat and to debrief. Hi ladies, welcome back. Welcome to episode 32. You have the lovely me behind the mic today <laughs> talking all things postpartum recovery and it's something that I'm really passionate about since having more and more babies and learning more about the recovery process beyond just like the obvious sort of physical things like pelvic floor recovery and perineum and just letting your body recover in I guess the obvious physical side of things, but really taking it so much more beyond that and physiologically, emotionally, you know, letting your body and mind and soul recover from the, you know, monumentous effort that is growing and birthing a baby. So yeah, I really want to share with you my sort of top tips on that. And I will reference episode 27 that uh, we aired a couple of weeks ago that was more around specifically how to maximize recovery of your perineum and pelvic floor. So that's a really, really great episode to listen to perhaps after this one or just in conjunction with to give you a little bit more specifics on that. Uh, I will touch on that briefly, but it won't be the sort of sole focus of the uh, podcast today. So the first thing I want to say is that we can spend a lot of our time in pregnancy prepping for birth, and I hope that you do. <laughs> My first calm birthing educator, lovely Lael Stone, uh, said to me, you know, women will spend perhaps years, 18 months, two years planning their wedding, but they won't necessarily give more than a brief undertaking to what their birth might be like. And I know for me, each birth has been monumentously more, um, I guess, life-changing and something that sticks with you more than, you know, even the most amazing and magical wedding day. I think bringing life into the world just takes things to the next level. And, you know, we really want to be educated and empowered to take it into our own hands. And the more informed and educated we are, the more we're going to feel like we are active participants in our birth. And it's not something that is governed by other people, even though we 
will often have medical intervention and medical advice. We really want to feel like we were party to that and we understood and were able to assist in the decision-making process rather than being sidelined. So yeah, really, really key. So I really wanted to focus on, you know, some practical tips that you can take away to, you know, give yourself some, uh, I guess, a, a much greater chance of recovering well and recovering quickly in the postpartum period. So I will give some really great references, but, you know, I think we can spend a lot of time making the nursery look great and getting everything ready for the baby, <laughs> maybe even, you know, packing and repacking our hospital bag. And that is so great. We want to be organized and we want to feel like we're ready, but we also want to make sure that we, you know, come back into our home with lots and lots of support around us so that we're not the one having to uh, nourish a new baby as well as juggle all of the other hats. We want to really focus in those first few weeks on bonding with your baby, resting and recovering and literally taking on great nourishment and not doing much else. (laughs) So, you know, this is coming from someone who is going into their fourth pregnancy in five years. I know what it's like when you've got other little rugrats running around. So I know that it might sound a little bit impossible, especially if it's not your first pregnancy, but I would really, really encourage you to, you know, to do some of the following things so that you can really maximize that rest and recovery. So in amongst your preparation for, you know, having your nursery look great and packing your hospital bag and doing all of your birth research and prep, I would highly encourage you to spend some of your time on mat leave and those sort of later weeks doing some cooking, even enlisting in your partner, family and friends to to help get some cooking and get some stuff in the freezer for you. So nutrition is so, so key to your healing. And we want to be encouraging lots of whole foods, lots of really, really nutrient dense fruits, veggies, plant-based nuts, seeds, and, you know, not a lot of processed stuff so that you can really maximize that recovery. So there's a really great book called The First 40 Days, and it maps out some really great recipes and sort of what types of foods and nutrients really help with encouraging postpartum healing. So I highly recommend giving that one a read. But, you know, by and large, we just don't want you on your feet (laughs) cooking and cleaning and doing all of that stuff that is par for the course with parenthood. And so, you know, having some family-friendly meals um, stocked up in the freezer, perhaps pre-organizing some meal delivery. My favorites would be Solara. It's a really great plant-based one. There's Eat Fit Foods, You Foods. There's so many out there now. So, you know, whether or not you're getting that sort of cooking up and done is something you can do. If you run out of time, you have a surprise early baby, then getting some meal delivery services, enlisting in your neighbor's friends, family to drop meals around, whatever it is, you know, you can do some really great broths and soups and those sort of really nutrient dense healing things that go great in the freezer. And in that book, The First 40 Days, there's some really beautiful uh, recipes in there, particularly around broths and, and soups and things like that. There's some really great smoothies, you know, and you can even go as far as pre-packing some smoothies, like making bulk making some smoothies and then pouring them into ice cubes and popping them in the freezer because it makes it a lot easier for you to then just whip out the right amount without it being stuck in. <laughs> 
an impossible jar or even just pre-packing the ingredients, um, you know, chopping up your fruit and veg and pre-dosing any, you know, nut seeds, uh, protein powders, whatever it is that you put in there and pre-packing them just so you literally, it's it's a 30 second job, perhaps that you or someone else can do to get some really great nutrient dense nourishment in. So another thing I'd really recommend is getting your shopping delivered. <laughs> we do this anyway. I don't like going to the shops with three children and I like to shop at a local, it's not a farmer's market, but a food collective maybe um, where they grow all their own organic food there and then source other local uh, produce and sell it called Ceres in Melbourne, which is really, really great. So I like to get all of that delivered anyway. And it's a really great habit to get into, especially in our COVID uh, climate, getting stuff delivered does make it a lot easier to adhere to the restrictions that you may be under. So definitely think about sourcing some really great local food that you can get delivered. And so you're not having to worry about going out to the shops. Like I really would say you shouldn't be going to the supermarket in those first few weeks. You shouldn't be having to cook any meals, perhaps other than reheating something, chucking some, something in the blender. We want to keep up our, off our feet for those first couple of weeks. So, you know, I really talk about that in episode 27, where we want to lay supine, even with our hips slightly elevated to help encourage that lymphatic flow and help reduce the gravitational pressures on our pelvic floor and just really allow it to recover. So being as organized as you can with food, having stuff in the freezer, having meals delivered, really, really probably my huge top tip and enlisting a partner to do the cleaning in the first couple of weeks. And that might mean that you, you, yeah, you're not sort of doing it to the same standard that you might like it. You might be really lucky and you have a a great OCD cleaning partner (laughs) or, you know, the other really, really great thing that is still available if you're in a COVID restricted area is thankfully the postpartum doula service is still considered an essential service. So postpartum doula is someone who comes and just looks after you and does whatever you need them to do, whether that's minding other siblings, whether that's doing some cooking, some cleaning, helping you with the baby, whatever it is. And so if that is within your means, I really, really encourage that even in those first couple of weeks, just to really, really let you recover. It is such a valuable investment. If it's not within your means, then by and large, you know, certainly you can still put lots of support structures in place, uh, even in our sort of current COVID climate to allow you to rest and recover. And that might be enlisting in your partner, yep, to primarily do the cooking, primarily do the cleaning, entertaining of other children, you know, getting grandparents involved if that's appropriate and still, you know, sending them to school and childcare so that you can have that time to sort of really rest and recover in those first couple of weeks. So laying down as much as possible. (laughs) We want you icing the perineum. So I spoke a little bit about that in episode 27, but you literally can just fill a condom with water, freeze it. That's a really great one to pop in your pad. You can also get some commercially available brands like SRC and Body Ice Woman that are made specifically for sort of perineum icing. They also do great nipple ones as well. If you've got sort of sore um, nipples, breastfeeding. So getting, you know, some great sort of recovery stuff to help the physical healing as well some support wear so you know you probably often don't feel like wearing anything sort of firm in those early couple of weeks and that's where our maternity leggings are really really great because they're designed to wear throughout pregnancy but then they have such great retention that they'll still be sort of light to moderate compression in that postpartum period so you've got coverage light support and then when you're ready for something a bit firmer after about two weeks or when you are up on your feet a little bit more, that's when you can sort of 
you know, potentially go for that more firm support wear. And we do have some really great postpartum stuff coming early next year, hopefully. Everything takes a long time and you're making it from scratch instead of trying to, I guess, really innovate in the design. So we will keep you posted about that. (laughs) Yeah, other than that, I think, you know, birth can be a really emotional, what is a really emotional experience. And I've had three really amazing, amazing births in terms of, you know, felt really empowered in my choices, really supported, managed through hypnobirthing and a great support team each time to have a drug-free vaginal delivery somehow miraculously. But I have had some not great post birth, sort of immediate post-birth experiences that I have really needed debriefing on that perhaps I haven't sort of realized until, you know, down the track that they were, you know, something that was, you know, still giving me some, you know, anxiety and cause for sort of not feeling great. So, you know, hopefully you will have had a midwife or a doula or some health professional, you know, carrying you through your pregnancy there at the birth. And I really, really encourage you to then, you know, follow them up with your postpartum and you will have some visits with them in that postpartum period and an opportunity to to chat and to debrief about your birth and you know I find that that's really really key but you might not be ready straight away you might need some time and and that's okay as well but I would really encourage you to at some point you know in those first few months to talk to someone uh you know to debrief your birth that will really hold the space for you especially if you did go through you know some trauma so seeing a psychologist chatting to your GP or chatting to your sort of you know support and birth person that was with you along along that journey so really really encourage that that's something that you I guess have in your mind set up and ready to go regardless of how your birth goes down it's always really really great to be able to debrief the other thing that I wanted to mention is you know that for some of us who are in sort of stage four restrictions you know especially if you've given birth in the last few months it might be a really sore point that you haven't been able to have visitors and especially when it comes to close family and friends. And I know that's really, really tough. And I, I can't imagine what that would you know, be like, especially with the first baby. You know, there's just such a, a gush over um, a new uh, first new member into the family. But, you know, the positive side of it is that both mum and baby really, really benefit from quiet, what we call fourth trimester. So that, you know, the three months following birth and the there's a lot of people that subscribe to this fourth trimester movement that really encourages you to be quite insular and I certainly, you know, encourage that from a recovery perspective, perhaps not for the, you know, the full three months, but just definitely being, you know, more quiet than usual, allowing a lot more rest and recovery and minimizing a lot of contact with unnecessary social occasions. <laughs> and I know that probably flies in the face of our culture somewhat, but we, we do really want to spend that time bonding with our baby and not handing a baby around to a million people and going to a million different events and things like that, because, you know, we want, you know, this idea of the fourth trimester for mother is to recover and for baby is to have this like slow emergence into the outside world and keeping things as calm as possible lots of baby wearing so they're sort of you know still close to your heartbeat and you know just keeping things as as calm as possible which (laughs) may or may not be practical if you've got a rambunctious household full of boys as I will when my next baby arrives but you know just just really taking taking things a lot slower and 
And, you know, those are some of the benefits, I guess, of not being able to have as many visitors is just being able to really spend that time bonding with your immediate family and allowing your baby just to slowly make its way into the big, (laughs) bright, noisy, loud outside world. (laughs) And, you know, I know, especially first time around, you might feel that pressure to have everyone around. Everyone wants to meet the baby and it's all really exciting. But the more people you have around, the more you probably feel that pressure to be up and to be to be ready to be like preparing food for them to making sure the house is clean to all those sorts of things and I know our strategy um, each time we have a baby is generally to let our immediate family visit in hospital and then as soon as we're out of hospital we go and escape to our beach house for at least two weeks (laughs) so that yeah we can just literally have that little bubble you know which again may or may not be possible in sort of COVID times we certainly wouldn't be allowed to go there now but I would still be subscribing to that just you know going home and enjoying that insular time together over those first couple of weeks. So I hope that's sort of useful. Some of the other resources I would recommend reading be uh, Dr. Oscar Seralak. I'm not sure if I've pronounced that correctly, but he's written a really sort of quite well known out there now, his book called uh, The Postpartum Depletion. And so, you know, getting across like what things can be stumbling blocks for us when we come into that postpartum period. So we're sort of a little bit ahead of the game, doing some reading in your pregnancy, that first 40 days book. Yeah, just really prepping yourself nutritionally, support wise getting as much help on board as is possible in our current situation. But as I said, that postpartum doula is something that's considered an essential service in our current time. So something definitely to think about. And if it's without, it's outside your sort of financial means, then, you know, maybe instead of getting presents (laughs) for your baby, you could request, you know, a postpartum doula wishing well or something, if that's something that you, you felt comfortable to do to put some money towards getting that help. So, you know, it's just about thinking outside the square. But I really hope that you found that useful and as always you can reach out to me with any questions via email via our instagram at lenny rose send me a dm anytime and by filling out an email via the contact form on our web page if you're loving what you're listening to please give us a shout out on social media by screenshotting the episode that you're listening to and uh, tagging us at lenny rose active at current i've got you know quite a few different little bits and pieces going on with our rose fit our new uh, uh, pregnancy wellness and fitness platform and podcast as well as Lenny Rose our apparel brand so I'm just keeping them all under the one roof at the moment <laughs> and so all on the at Lenny Rose active Instagram I'm sure a lot of you can uh, relate to being a busy working mum so one Instagram account is plenty for me to manage at the moment <laughs> all right ladies uh, I'll be signing off now and we have some really great episodes coming up including uh, talking with the lovely Dr. Joseph Scroy who we've recently heard from around fertility and IVF. He's going to be speaking to us next week, just informing us around all things C-section. And we'll also be following that up with a a C-section recovery episode two. Plus, we've got a sexologist coming up in the coming weeks. And uh, yeah, lots and lots of great stuff lined up. So I really can't wait to share some really exciting new episodes with you. And yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Have a great day. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Lenny Rose Active, Australian-owned, three-times mum and physiotherapist-designed Lux Active and technical wear for the pregnancy to motherhood journey. You can find us on lennyroseactive.com.au or on Instagram at Lenny Rose Active.